What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. You guys know Daisy loves his little rules and shit. So it's no surprise that he's a big fan of that Newton motherfucker. You know, the old guy, the dead guy. Newton's got a lot of laws. One of his laws, the first one I think it was, it states that an object in constant motion or rest will stay that way unless acted upon by an external force. Well, you know, the same motherfucking thing applies to perception. Ain't nobody changing their perception unless acted upon by some serious shit. We're talking trauma or travel. Newton's third law, well, that applies here too, because every action has an equal or opposite reaction. And that's what we like to call opportunity cost. Let's get into this shit. What's up, happy people? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You sound like Dracula. It is Halloween. It's that time of year. It's da, the devil. It's the devil's time of year. Let me suck your okay blood. I don't know where I you're going with something. that. <laughs> Jesus, we're barely two minutes into this. Uh, okay, well, let, let me just let say, me redirect you. 2020 has been traumatizing enough. I don't need no more trauma. I just need some travel. Can we please go to Cabo now? You know, as traumatizing as 2020 has been. Some people's perspective is still not changing, you know, so maybe this now, maybe they need 20, a little more trauma. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Some people need more trauma after 2020. So maybe 2020 disproves the entire idea and philosophy we're about to talk about on today's show. Trauma or travel. Right. So, look, if y'all are familiar with Isaac Newton's first law of motion, basically this old guy said that an object will either stay at rest or continue in motion unless acted upon violently by an external force. So basically, and you I added I, I I I know, just I added that you part. Knew in. I was going to call you on that shit. I love it. All I right, you know, know me so the, well. <laughs> What are you fact checking me now? What what are you anti Trump? Trump say some of so, oh, oh, so somebody pull out the just, newspaper. Let's fact check this motherfucker. <laughs> just common sense you don't even need to fact check it's like oh i don't think that makes sense you see this is why you like trump because y'all both make shit up (laughs) we had the biggest turnout at the inauguration we had the most crowds we had the biggest everything oh remember that time you tried to convince me a room was physically warmer if it was messy yeah, you bought it. You bought no, it. No, I didn't. It, it, I absolutely. No, no. I, I, so I'm. I'm it's bi- the same mass. You were like talking about how the mass of the stuff when it was out versus when it was away I'm, I'm would a, cause the heat in the room to rise. Right, right. I'm a minimalist. I don't like shit. I don't like clutter. I don't even like when the clutter is arranged. Shit, guys. I don't like, even like when the clutter looks good. So to convince Sarah to get rid of shit and declutter, basically minimalism. <laughs> I told her that the extra stuff in the room increased the temperature of the room <laughs> by like 15 degrees, right? And she bought it. But I did not point buy it. <laughs> I just loved you enough to not fight you because I knew okay. you were full of shit. So Newton's law. Path of least resistance. Okay. That's my MO. That's your MO. 
So Newton's law of motion states that an object will stay in motion mm -hmm. or at rest unless, roll with me, violently acted upon by an external force. force. I use that to make a point, right? And there's a lot of correlations between... I like the word thrust. 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 Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of correlation between I'll give you one guess why I like that word. I know why you like it. Okay. There's a lot of correlation between Newton's law and Newton's first law, his third law, and kind of the law uh, uh, the laws of perception, at least from our philosophical perspective. Deji's laws of perception. Well, I that's what I was gonna call it, but you said, you know what, some people might think me egotistical and narcissistic if you're calling it Deji's law. <laughs> I just want to be recognized for my fucking intellectual property. Just give him credit, guys. Just give him credit. <laughs> I just want to know that I contributed some form of game to the science community. He's clinging to straws here, guys. Come on. Throw him a bone. <laughs> Quote this motherfucker for once. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I give him his roses while he's alive. You are not my ally, that's for sure. You hey, look go like back an and watch ally. that. Uh, watch that. It episode. doesn't exist anymore. Remember, what? it's the, oh, the old the files. files. Yeah, the lost you files. Gotta, you got to download that one. That was a good one. Okay, so let let's talk about this. Okay. People's perception is the philosophical fixed object. Okay, right. Their points of views. They are grounded in their point of view their perspective, their, you know, their outlook towards life. And usually what is required to shift somebody's point of view is a traumatic event mm -hmm. or travel. Typically, when you travel the world, you get to broaden your horizon. For uh -huh. example, I once knew uh, a, a guy who was in the KKK. I showed you this video. Yeah. Who he was from, I think it was Arkansas. But when he lived in freaking... Uh, Portland for uh -huh. a little bit. Yep. All of a sudden, he had a paradigm shift. He was now a liberal KKK Still guy. Racist. Still racist, but you know, now he had a liberal filter to his racism. Yeah, he understood that people, right. you know, could be gay and could be you right. know, black or, and educated right. or something. Or, or on the flip side, so that's the travel. On the flip side, it's the traumatic event where, you know, you call it go through a divorce uh -huh. or lose a child. And all of a sudden, that changes your outlook on your religion or faith. You mm -hmm. know, there's many examples we'll get into. So the point of our law of perception through Newton's first law of motion is me questioning why human beings need this external force to change our filter, to change our point of view. We are unable to self-propel ourselves into a new paradigm or into a new way of thinking, even when we need it to dire consequences to our lives. So basically, we have the same power over our lives that an inanimate object has over theirs. We really don't have the control over our own fate that people like to believe they do. Like you right. can't. So say that. Say that again, because you almost said that too fast. We have the same power over our lives as, as the an same, inanimate object. The, does. the stationary object. Or the the, ina or the, object the inanimate in motion. object. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because that object that's in motion can't decide. Ah, I want to change directions. Something has to act on it. So even though you think you made a decision and changed directions, something always has to have happened Propel to you. spark you to make that change. For example, you could choose to lose weight, right? But something sparked that change. You looked in the mirror and you saw 
how you looked and and didn't like it. You you that tried to put on a pair of jeans. Upon you. Yeah, you you found out your sister has a wedding and you got to go to it and be a bridesmaid. And all those people are gonna see you. Somebody called you fat. Yeah, something happened that changed the trajectory of your life. It had an impact on you. And and the thing is, we don't go through life without forces. Impact, yes. right? Impacting. So the 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 question now is, how significant was that force? Was it a light breeze that doesn't really impact the change of the your trajectory, or was this a hurricane force wind that sweeps you off route? And you know, a lot of times the force and I, the word the word I use is trauma, but it's not always a traumatic like a e- negative. Event. Event. It's, trauma it's not always negative, negative right? It's, it's more life altering. It's just some life altering external paradigm force that shifting. right that shifts your paradigm, that causes you to to kind of think different. I think a disruptive. good <laughs> disruptive. That's a good word. Right. Disrupts the market. <laughs> Let's stay away from that. We've <laughs> had enough finance. innovation. <laughs> so look, if if I were to ask you today, what would you differ, do differently if you knew you were going to die? Right. So if a doctor said, hey, you have a month to live, I'd eat all the pizza. OK, so hold on. You know, you, you get news that you're about to die. OK. The question I pose to you and to whoever's listening is, would you what would you do anything different than you are already doing? Would you live your life any differently in the month leading up to your death than you have the last years you've been alive? If your yes. answer to that question is yes, then you are making my point because you obviously needed to be needed to have been operating in that paradigm well, this whole time. Not that you needed to because you nobody can actually that's bad advice. No one can operate in life as if they're going to die next month unless they come from a wealthy family. They don't need resources and finances. We all have to do shit we don't want to do. That's just called being fucking alive and being an adult. You have to be nice to people that you don't want to be nice way to. Way to contradict me. I'm just saying, like, I work in a job of customer service. I don't always want to kiss their ass, but my job demands that I do. I don't always want to go to work, but the bills demand that I do. So if I'm going to die in a month, I have no fucking bills. If I'm going to die in a well, month, I don't need bills. that job. No, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Who? who but my cares? point is the, the event... The life-altering event is what knocks you into a different paradigm. It's what finally yeah. knocks you into that frame, mm-hmm. right? So for you to finally get to that fuck you, fuck the world point. Exactly. The traumatic event. Something that, has impacted your life. Right. Um, and we talked about um, another example of like actually instead of like taking away life, um, creating life is a huge traumatic event in people's life. Not getting Which not is a positive, negative. right? But yeah. it is a life altering. Well, some people it might be negative. Some people don't right, want Yeah, kids. like having a baby right now. <laughs> yeah, a little right. traumatic. Yeah, I don't know. Is this trauma or is this, is this good or bad? Um, but yeah, having a baby dramatically changes how your life is structured. You're no longer sleeping in. You're no longer getting eight interrupted hours, if that was ever a thing for anybody. I don't know because I don't definitely don't get eight hours but anyways um it life does not so easy like it was you have to fundamentally you need to child proof your cabinets you have to 
And now all of a sudden, if you weren't really celebrating holidays and Christmas, that's the only thing you give a shit about. It's like, oh, I'm putting on the bunny costume to be the, the Easter bunny and I'm decorating the tree for Christmas. So, so like, OK, here, here's a better way to say that. Right. Like, I am not one to celebrate holidays. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've celebrated a single holiday in the 35 years that I've been alive. <laughs> only the ones that I forced you to. And maybe like two. Right. But I do know that uh-huh. and, and I've convinced and told myself that I'm just not that person. Uh, you know, it's it's just not in my nature. But all of a sudden now, if we were to have a baby, uh-huh. I probably will giggle more. I'll probably be dressing up like super Santa dad. Claus, and, yeah. you know, where if we have a girl, probably be wearing the pink dresses Aww, and whatever. That was so now I have a paradigm shift. I have this event that's changed me and made me a quote unquote happier person. <laughs> But it's like, couldn't I have been that person the whole time? Did I need the event of childbirth to finally give myself permission to be that goofy and happy? Uh So I am unable to self-propel or self-compel myself into a perpetual state of happiness that having a child would force you into until I actually go through that event. And that, hold on, and and that's what I think is one of the fuckeries of perception. Or if you are single now, male or female, kind of just... Living la vida loca, YOLO, you only live once, you know, I'm young now. You have a child, all of a sudden, you're forced to become more responsible with money, with time, with resources and all that. And it's like, couldn't you have been that person prior to the event acting upon your life? You know, like you had to be Uh forced by an external force into being responsible. You couldn't self-propel yourself into responsibility. You know what's uh, funny is there, like I said, there's Newton's third law. There's always an equal or opposite reaction, right? An opportunity cost. The opportunity cost. So some people consciously take on the traumatic event or the trauma because they want to force those changes. And then they're, they're surprised because the outcomes don't necessarily align with the consequences they assumed were going to happen. So say we had a kid because I wanted you to be more goofy and celebrate holidays, but then you have the kid and it doesn't change your paradigm. You're like, I still don't want to spend the money. I still don't think holidays mean anything. The kid will be fine. It's it's two years old. It's not going to remember this shit anyways, right? Like if nothing changed, I could be now disappointed that the paradigm didn't shift. I mean, you see this a lot, like women who always kind of knew deep down they didn't really want to be moms, but then society tells them, you have to be a mom or you're not a real woman. They go through the process and they're like, shit, I really didn't want to be a mom. Now I have this kid I have to parent and, and I resent it. The opportunity cost is resentment yeah. to the kid. And people a lot of times I feel like force themselves into decisions like, oh, um, I've been dating this girl for five years. I really am not the kind of guy who wants to get married or believes in marriage, but I know I should do the right thing by her. So I'll... I'll do the conventional thing, I'll marry her, and hopefully something will just take into effect and I'll change deep down. Isn't that kind of interesting how, like, that that opposite reaction there? It, it, it does. So the example that comes to mind is, is, is a story that I've, I've told on past episodes, but I think is relevant to this conversation. So, and you, you know this, and our old listeners have heard the story before, but when I was about 16 years old living in Nigeria, we had robbers break into the house, right? Uh-huh. And long story short, they they held a gun to my head. And in this moment, I had this flash, like 
when you feel like you're about to die, like a second feels like an hour, you know, a minute feels like a week. And in, 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 in that moment of just, you know, share, share trauma, mm-hmm. a paradigm shift happened for me. I came out of that experience, like prior to the experience, I had been very passive about my life. You know, I was a teenager going through life like, oh, I got all the time in the world. I <laughs> got time like to that, figure yeah. it out. Uh-huh. Like how many teenagers, you know, feel that way or go through life that I'm way? Invincible. I'm invincible. And all of a sudden I'm reminded, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a innate force. Mortality. And I had this bus just hit me. And remind me, like, look, man, like in that moment, I became I had this urgency about life. Like people who know me now will be like, man, Deji, I'm the type of guy who tells you now that, you know what, it's it's the 10th of the month and the month is over. Facts. You know, right. But prior to that event, I did not think that way. I was very, you know, just last days ago about life. And all of a sudden I'm being hit by this bus, this traumatic event that now forces me to become a more urgent person. Uh-huh. Um, this was one of those times where my even my paradigm about God and religion shifted. Sh- shifted, you know, because I this whole time I'm I'm thinking, you know, God got a plan for my life. And as I'm about to die, I'm like, oh, shit, was this the plan for my life? <laughs> There's no plan. <laughs> there can't be a plan. You know, so you know, it's, it's funny because um, I had a near death experience around the same age as you. And my reaction was very different. Totally different. Um, my, I, mine forced me to be a more serious like I was a kid and I was you, you should have known me prior to 15. I was bubbly. That shit ended when I had that gun pulled to my head. I can't imagine that. Oh, I used to be bubbly. I used to be bubbly. Don't believe it. Don't I used to be it. not narcissistic. All of a sudden now, I want all the credit. You're I want, hungry. I, I, want, hungry. I, want, I want all the intellectual property. I'm like, yeah, record that shit. Put my name on it before uh. I die. Because when I die, when I die, I want people to know that I'm the one who said that shit. That I existed. I was here. Witness me. <laughs> Witness me. Uh, the man in the arena. That was another good episode. Okay. okay. All right. No, no go ahead. Um, Sorry. No, like, so I had a, a, a near death experience. Mine was not being robbed or held at gunpoint. That's definitely uh, extremely traumatic. Mine was a serious car accident. Um, it was it was very brutal. I should not have walked away from it, but I did. Um, but for me, before that, I was I was kind of that brave person. I, I never had a challenge I wouldn't rise to. I always felt like I could do anything. I really set my mind to kind of... Um, I, I, I was just a, a bit cocky about life. Like, I had this shit. Who I am and now is who you were then. Yeah. And then after that event, I was faced with my own mortality. And I realized I didn't have this shit. I was a lot less brave. Um... I had a lot less of that, like, the shit will work itself out. The shit will take... I'm, I'm a lot more cautious now than I was before that accident. Became a little bitch. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The little bitch will survive. <laughs> I will survive. No, no, no. Cowards die first, okay? Don't believe uh, that shit. We're the ones who outlast you because we're, in the, we're no, in the bunker. In the you movies. You motherfuckers out there facing the nukes. In, we're like, In the nah. movies. Cowards live in the movies. In real There's life. There's a difference between cowardice and strategically... Strategically lazy is (laughs) strategically cautious. Okay, strategically being a bitch. That's what you call that. (laughs) I'm gonna bite you. Okay. (laughs) But no, so like 
just saying that we all have these different reactions. And that's my point about the opportunity cost and the equal and opposite reactions is you can't predict how someone will react to trauma or travel. And I don't think we've even focused enough on the travel piece of this. Oh, we'll get to the travel uh, piece. That's the part two. That's <laughs> well, let's the, get into it now. Let's get into it. We, no, 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 no. we can integrate the pieces. Okay. Let's let's integrate them. No segregation here. We're not, I'm not trying to segregate. <laughs> you segregate. Bring it on, bro. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll talk about you had a travel story. So my mine is when I came to America. Uh-huh. Right. So that's about the most epic travel story I think anyone could possibly have as being no, an immigrant. I, I, true, but it, it, so okay. So I come to America and I I believed one thing about the world when it came to work, family, and community. Mm-hmm. I come from a culture that's very community-based. It's very dependent on family. It's, you know, like we had fucking siestas at 4 p.m. for God's sakes at the school I went to. All right. I like that shit. Okay. You get to sleep in the afternoon. There wasn't this just economic. They also woke you up with whips at 5 a.m. though. So you don't I'm need just, to get into. Just, just say. <laughs> you don't need to get into all don't that. Don't give a false illusion of this reality. <laughs> of this utopia. <laughs> siestas, but yes. whips in the morning. <laughs> but Some you people might like that. that shit, though, you right. know. That I was the that alarm clock. Geeky. That was the alarm clock. <laughs> Just in case these motherfuckers sleep try that too tomorrow. long. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any whips in the house. What? Ooh, you don't know what I got. You don't know what I got. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. So I come to America and I'm learning the America production machine that if you want to be successful in this country, you know, you're going to have to work 80 hours a week. 40 hours a week is the new part time. You know, like people talk about, oh, I work 40. Like team members and employees, so how many hours do you want to work? Oh, 40 hours a week. I'm like, part-time? They're looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's still in the past. He's still thinking the world operate one way. He hasn't been hit by that life bus yet. <laughs> he has not had his paradigm shift. Uh, but, but that was one for me. Uh, there's not so much a... America's moved away from this idea of community. It's very, we celebrate the individual, the entrepreneur, the one who goes out into the unknown, kills the beast and brings it back home and drags it out, right? Like mm. it's it's not, it's not, oh, as a community, we go slay the dragon and oh, lot, you know, or slay the, the, the beast and then die, you know, divvy up the meat for the entire community to eat. It's winner take all. It's a winner take all economy. So I've found myself having a paradigm shift from, you know, succeed in business and now take care of family to succeed in business. And, you know, this is all you <laughs> take care of yourself, <laughs> take care of yourself. Everybody going to be fine. Right. So that is no one way. No, no that is one way travel change was this external force that changed my perspective, which I know that if I still lived in Africa, I probably would not think this way about business, life, money, family and finances. You know, and it's, it's funny you say that because a lot of people who travel to Africa have the opposite epiphany. Right. Right. It slows them down. Yeah, now all of a sudden they go to a place where you don't have a hundred cereal options on the cereal aisle. I mean, you go into any grocery store, it's ridiculous. Not only do they have a huge cereal aisle, you have the off brand, you have the name brand, then you have the health brands. Like, it's 
ridiculous the options and that's just the cereal that's just fucking cereal and then you go to other other countries and it's like what do you want for breakfast oh i have never beans or oatmeal like (laughs) it's beans or rice pick one yeah i have never been so confused as trying to shop for the cat willow (laughs) where i'm on the fucking pet aisle and i'm i'm sarah like go get some cat food first of all i'm not even if anyone who's ever shopped for, for your pet owners out there i don't know how you do it Going and shopping for pet food, it's like being on the fucking bread aisle. Like, okay, what type of bread do I want? You finally find the type of bread. Whole wheat, multigrain, half wheat, <laughs> wheat with buckwheat. <laughs> like, you want nature's own, Sarah Lee? Like, what, what, what bread? I just need bread, okay? I just need fucking milk. They got 2%. They got 1%. They got half percent. They got whole milk, lactate free, goat milk, high protein, high protein milk, milk, almond milk, cashew milk. (laughs) So many options. At 30 calories, 60 calories, 60 calories, 80 calories, vanilla with the chocolate, chocolate with the vanilla. I'm like, I'm so confused. I just wanted Uh, milk. I just wanted a lot to think about. All right. So the point we're making is these are paradigm shifts. So now we go to a a third world country. They're lucky to have milk. You know, you're lucky to have food. You're lucky to have shoes. And that's the paradigm shift that a lot of Americans who go to other countries get or or just even uh, even if you go over to Europe, it's just there's so many different versions of reality. And so many people operate thinking that their version of reality is the true reality. And that's why travel is so great because it opens it your mind. It gives you perspective. Your reality is not the true reality. It's only one reality. And this is where you really see people in small towns. You know how you ever go to a small town and you start wondering if everyone's just inbred and like... They typically do, are. Like... <laughs> do, like what kind of how do they all think the same way with the same backwards upside down lodging you're like were you born a hundred years ago like how does this reality still exist they have no paradigm shift typically no travel yeah and the funny thing is so so i have a family member who has been living in a very small town for a long time right now and every time i'm on the phone with them i feel like I've stepped back in time and I know <laughs> that they've lived in big cities and had bigger thoughts before but now they've lived in this small place for so long it's You've like their mind the has place. regressed to that one conservative very limited way of thinking and anything outside of that is like oh no I don't agree with that it's like well that's not how you used to think that's so not you're how making your the point so you're making a point you're making a point and and lack of travel can be as traumatizing as travel can be <laughs> you're, you're making a point and we're, we're we're bordering on the conversation of free will I will stay away from it we're just gonna we're just gonna tip it we're we're just gonna, gonna kiss it but we're gonna move away from <laughs> it just a little a, bit just a tip <laughs> just a little lick just a little lick <laughs> but we'll move away from it because that's a separate conversation. But our lives are not our own because we are subject to these external forces and how they move us. Because we like the way I the way I think about money, finances and life right now. I could have thought that way when I was in Africa, but I didn't until I moved to America because I needed the traumatic force well, or or the American who lives in excess can truly simplify their lives and go to, do you really need the bigger house? Do you really need the the big car? Do you really need all the clothes? Do the kids need five vacations? Do y'all really need all that? Yes, I need the Cabo trip there you go. right now. <laughs> 
but you're not able to go into the mindset and the paradigm of the simplicity of living in a third world country until you actually go through and have that bus hit you. Yeah. Right. So this is my point. Of, you can even see it in movies. It doesn't have the same effect. We all know that that reality exists. But until you experience it, it's impossible. Human to beings recognize. are unable to self-propel no. into a new paradigm. You like, need the external force. Like you've told me that some of the shit that you've been through in Nigeria and the shit sounds like something you'd see in a movie. And, and so like I can't quite I sympathize but I can't quite empathize with you because I have not had any opportunity to have the type of trauma that will lead you to that point of to view. be able to put myself beside you and be like, I know what you're talking about. I know what you've been through. I've stepped over bodies. I've seen this, that dark shit. I've seen that in like vampire Van Helsing or some uh, yeah, shit like that. That, that actually <laughs> reminds me of something I want to say, but hold on. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. I'm going to say when we come Take back. Take a little break. Go we'll get some drink. Yes. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email P-I-A-B podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our P-I-A-B book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. So, you know, I came across this, it's not a quote, it was kind of a study mm. where they were saying, you know, human beings, we, we don't, the environment doesn't adapt to us. We adapt to the environment. And they were making a case for why people in Africa look the way they do. Okay. Because when you live that close to the equator, you're obviously you going to, right, you're, you're going to adapt. So human beings adapt to that climate. So we didn't choose to be African. We didn't, didn't choose to, to be that skin. dark. Yeah. Right. It's just it's an adaptation. If you're from Ireland or, you know, the Vikings, places where it's just extremely be- cloudy vehemently cloaked. Yeah. Right. They tend to be these bigger, buff, you know, more huge, stocky, stocky fat, blonde hair pale. on their body kind of kind of people. It's an adaptation to the to the environment. And I think about that a lot as in how. You know, that's the external force biologically acting on the human being and funnels them into a way of living, a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, I also think about like people who come off as hypocrites, um, but they're not really hypocrites in the true sense of the word because they're having a paradigm shift or they're having an external force Ah, acting. So like if people who are very staunch in their political beliefs, right, like 
call like you it were talking about the KKK guy who had a yes. paradigm shift and realized, OK, maybe yeah. I'm not as racist. KKK as I guy who, who lost his job and had to move. He lost his job in Arkansas and had to move to Portland for work. So he, he moved to a liberal state, not because he wanted to, but life just kind of forced him that way. That's where the job went. And living among liberals for so long, he finally started to see like, OK, maybe I am a bit extreme in my beliefs. Um, American History X, right? That was a guy who was just vehemently against, you know, people of color. But then the external force of being in prison changed his paradigm. Now, all of a sudden, he's this Nazi guy. Or even if you look at the Bible, you look at Paul, Saul, persecuting Christians. And all of a sudden, he has this external uh, event happen to him. Traumatic event. That that changes, (laughs) changes his perspective. Right. Um, Or you have this preacher who is pro life, you know, and all of a sudden his daughter get pregnant, Uh you know, fuck a guy who might taint the bloodline. And now he like if nobody knows about it, it's a little more forgiving. I'm I'm pro choice, you know, and the choice is you're not having this baby. I choose that you don't have this baby. As long as it's his choice, it's fine. It just can't be her choice. That's the problem. And there are multiple examples. We can't make our own choices. There are multiple examples, and it's like human beings. This is why you can't ever take your position to be absolute, or you can't ever like be so grounded in your belief system to think, oh, this is how I'm always believe. This is what I know to be true. This is how life is. Like, slow down, motherfucker. Because to say that is an irresponsible, arrogant statement to make. Because will you still hold that position if you have the external force act upon your life? Ah, It's tough to call until you're in that position. What I can say is, philosophically, most people do go through a paradigm shift when they have that external force literally knock you off track. You're in lane one, external force come, knock you into the field, knock you into lane eight. Right? I mean, me meeting you would be a traumatic event. Gosh, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> in a good way. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm a positive force on it. <laughs> but it was traumatic to my life trajectory. It was shit. It was traumatic to me. <laughs> yes, I definitely changed who you are. traumatic to me. I think it was more traumatic for me than it was nah, for you. Yeah, that's debatable. But I mean, we both changed quite a bit. You know, you influenced me. Uh, you, you taught me how to, to work out, how to eat healthy. Um, how to not take shit because, you yeah, know, you become a little bitch be since a your accident. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll show you who's a little bitch later tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> but no, I... I I think we both impacted each other quite a bit. I think I helped you, you know, broaden your mind as well. Try new things, laugh a little more. Yeah, I remember the first time I tried sushi. I now it was rest- a little bitch. Picked in a restaurant. I just shit. You know, this dude, this is a perception as a bitch moment. Side note, it's not related to the topic at all, but it's super funny. So... Deji will not eat raw sushi. He'll only eat ah, cooked refuse sushi. refuse to. Yeah, Won't tempura. Tempura. Only. <laughs> only tempura sh- uh, sushi so that it's cooked. When I know about it. <laughs> yeah. So we had uh, had this favorite sushi place, and there was this roll that we always got because we thought everything in it was cooked. We ate it for probably, what, two and a half, three years? Two and a half years. 
And then one day we were talking with the chef as he was making it. Come to find out there was one ingredient in it. Like the, I think it was the the crab or the shrimp Some or something. Something was raw in Something it. in it was raw. And he let us know. I had a paradigm shift on, in real time. He couldn't eat it even I though had he a, had loved it. This was my favorite sushi roll. Favorite roll. I got it every weekend for two and a half years. Because now, I was under the assumption, I was the information I was working so it's not with. That you don't like raw sushi; it's you don't like knowing that the sushi you eat is raw. <laughs> Perception is a, is a fucking, fucking bitch, bitch, man. <laughs> we couldn't order that roll anymore. It was so sad. I just, I, I my mind was my my. I had gone through a paradigm shift in you, real that time. That was a traumatic event for you. You were traumatized. I, I, how ke- sad I kept you asking looked. him, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Almost looking at the guy like, don't do this to me, bro. Please just, just lie tell to me. me. Lie to me. <laughs> That's why when, when your wife asks you, how does this dress make me look? <laughs> you know the right answer is just a lie. <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? And I'm looking at the guy like, bro. Is it, it's cooked, right? He's like, no, no. it's raw. I'm like, I hear you, but well, it's it's was- cooked, right? Like, <laughs> like it, 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 it goes through, we put some heat on this. <laughs> he's it's like, mostly cooked. He's like, no, he's like, no. I said, but I've been buying this for two and a half years. Y'all just started making it raw, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's looking at me like this dumb no <laughs> it's been raw this whole time and i'm looking at him like are you new here <laughs> any angle i could i i was trying to I, I was trying to give this guy the answers bro if you want me to keep shopping here tell me what i need to hear Oh. Don't bust my paradigm like this. We did. He shifted it so hard. And it's it's funny how something so trivial can can be so huge to us and how our mind really does influence our reality. We can change the the course and the trajectory of our life by the way we think. And that's where that like that secret shit does have the shit right. Like what we think and how we view the world, like I said, our intentions from our last podcast our intentions has a lot to do with the direction we go and our intentions are influenced by our paradigm so this is where the philosophy of the secret had some merit because i think it was still scratching the surface what that was trying to show is that the superpower to being human is the ability to self-propel or self-compel yourself into a paradigm without needing the external force. Without needing the trauma. Can the, the object trauma. in motion or at rest decide to alter its course of action without without a collision? That's what, I think that's the next phase in human evolution is where we can do that to ourselves, right? Like if That's you can, the idea when people are supposed to learn from other people's mistakes or other people's advice, and yet we never really do. It, it never goes that way, like right? It never sticks. Like somebody with shitty money habits or bad saving money-saving habits. That's why they say always, always need to hit rock bottom before you hit 
change right right, right. like an alcoholic it's, almost needs to kill somebody before they're like okay yeah, i maybe i may yeah almost kill Something. somebody else because that's typically the force no, great I mean, enough I'm saying it, some kind of trauma it could be almost killing themselves someone else it could be really devastating their family in, in a certain way like maybe they s- steal all of their belongings and sell it all everyone has a different rock right. bottom but you have to kind of hit that rock bottom before you all of a sudden have that aha oh shit and, and I, this really is a problem. I did something I never thought I would do. Right. And and paradigm but, shift. But again, and this is our law of perception, which is the unfortunate part of the human experience is that we have to go through these events to cause a shift in frame. Yeah. And and I that's that's the fundamental law. That's that's the problem with perception. Well, it's it's kind of again. It goes back to that. Um, when you take something for granted, you can't know what you take for granted because you fucking take it for granted. Like people don't know what their gaps and their perceptions are because it's a gap. You can't see what's in your blind spot because you're fucking blind in that spot. It, it's it's asking people to do something to to see the future before it's happened. Okay, so I like that one, right? So you're basically speaking to the fact that we human beings. We can, we can look back in hindsight and we have perfect vision looking into the past, yeah. but we don't have same set access looking into the future. No, so we don't like, know that we need a paradigm shift or you need a new frame. You, you absolutely don't because not the reality, while predictable, is not set in stone. So you could tell me that you think based on such and such that my reality is going to be X, Y, Z. But until I experience the trauma or the consequences of said reality. And, and they, may, they may be wrong. Like people had predictions on you and I about what our marriage would be like and what our life would be like because they judged us and had perceptions on our our relationship correct right and for people who don't know it's like you know interracial interracial couple couple from a very country backwards it's like ah this is a recipe for disaster there's not much in economic success here yeah different mindsets different religions um different different everything yeah different fitness levels different priorities about money everything about us screamed this yep, is we know how this ends we know how this movie ends um and and it's and we had to go down that road ourselves and it doesn't mean that they were wrong about some of the trauma that we would endure but they're not able to predict the outcome of our relationship nobody is until we live it until we live it the reality has yet to be created even in the fights that couples have Right. You look back at it and a lot of those fights, you're like, did, was that really necessary? Yeah. Right. Did we really need to go through <laughs> that? And people want to call that shit growth. You know, we look at all the trauma we go through in our lives and we call it growth. And I'm like, it's not growth. It's not growth. It's like, did we really need to go through all that just to have a different perspective? And I don't know that I come out of that conversation with myself going 100% absolutely. But it's a fucking virtue in society today because they're like, oh, you know what? 
I, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through all the shit that I went through and I wouldn't trade it for the world. The adversity builds character. I mean, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Did I really need to lose a parent to gain a paradigm shift? Did I really need to lose my job to know that I needed to go be an entrepreneur? Did I really need to lose my wife to, 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 to whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck? You know what I think is interesting? And, and maybe this is a side note of... Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll fucking delete this part, but I was just thinking about how, you know, children's minds are a lot more malleable, right? And a lot more resilient. And when you see people who are older adults who experience extreme trauma or travel that shifts their paradigm, a lot of times it breaks them. Mm. But if you see it in children who experience it from a very young age, a lot of times it can be what shapes them. Uh, mil- uh, Slumdog Millionaire. If you ever yes. seen that movie, yep. Like they, that was it, all it, travel and trauma. Yeah, it, it who can, he became was a series of of life hitting events. And and that's one of those things that I think if you can if if you could potentially time your trauma and travel this is why even they say with kids it's so important to expose them to so much at a very early age when their mind is still able to expand and understand because you take a, a young child before they have created um political racial religious created their paradigms paradigms yeah and you expose them to a world abroad now they are more understanding empathetic more willing to question their own identity and their own reality but that's not the they human be way the because scientists now because uh, they have a, a bigger mind yeah but you know parents ain't gonna do that yeah pa- parents don't want their kids having more points of reference they say that but they want these kids believe in everything that they believe because that's how they validate their own existence well i think uh, so hold on hold on hear me out here um so i think the world is in a funny place right okay for the longest time man was limited on the travel right Mm -hmm. we could only travel maybe within a hundred miles of our circumference it was very 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 difficult almost like life endangering to travel like and the chances of you having a traumatic experience were slim traumatic traumatic would happen often but it would happen in the context of the reality you already enjoy like facing someone of a different religion or political belief or mindset uh, again, you you were all like in the same circle. You all grew up with the same faiths, the same environment, climate, everything. You learned from the same book, so it's that small town mindset again, right? Mm-hmm. Small, t- like you're using confirmation bias to confirm confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So you're not expanding your mind by travel. You're only able to expand it then by trauma, trauma. and even that trauma is going to be filtered it's through contextual. That, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And and now we have this world where we are able to travel so much more. Not everyone still has the opportunity to, but now we almost have an obligation to because our life is going to be impacted by so many different cultures. You're going to run into someone with a different last name, a different faith, a different political belief, um, a, a different cultural understanding, a different food. Like you you are going to experience things that are outside of your realm of, of perception and reality. And if you don't know how to, to interact with those things, like yeah. it's an obligation now. 
to to have that travel perspective to broaden your mind okay i i like that i like that i see where you're going with that sorry that was a rant no 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 super valid super valid okay so the point that i want to land on was what you said which is you almost have to be able to time your traumatic event right so but but here's my question to you okay because it takes a level of self-awareness to know that you do need a paradigm shift because I can't just like I go back to when I was 15 years old. And if you're listening, I want you to just kind of apply this to your life. I'm going about my life at 15 years old. And the point of view of a teenage 15 year old thinking you're invincible, um, you get to live forever. YOLO, made for like, you. like I'm in no hurry. Right. Like that is an absolute point of view. That kid does even, doesn't even know he needs perspective. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? He is so sold on that point of view. He don't even know that another world. He don't know he fucked up. He, yeah. The, the idea of a teenager, unless he has a teenage friend who is the opposite of everything he is, it's not even a world he's previewed to. Yeah. His parents are probably not like that. So the question then becomes, how, does, how do you even self-propel to create your trauma time your trauma if you don't even recognize that you have a point of view and you can self-propel into a different one you know and and people do have traumas later in life and i I guess i shouldn't say that people always break when they have traumas later in life um i'm thinking of that that walking dead show you know how carol Carol. good example okay so carol had been in an abusive relationship for years and again that's trauma that's trauma over and over and over so you would think she would have been emboldened at some point like some punch snap he on landed, this motherfucker yeah to, to to take him out and to to do to rise to the occasion right and she never was that force was not great enough she needed it the took dead. the end of the world right to the end of civilization that was the punch like, she needed those are real monsters this this guy is nothing like if i can if i can kill a zombie i can definitely take care of this dumb so ass. my question is this again the 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 paradox of travel and trauma and how we human beings are unable to self-propel or self-compel ourselves into a new paradigm yep. we can look at carol now and say the strong lady she is was always post, in her was always there was always there but until she, she had a la- paradigm she shift, lacked the ability to, to self propel herself it. and ta- uh-huh. it's almost like this subconscious being in you that's deep down a version of you that exists in an ultimate Again, reality I, I, I that you it, can't tap I into i bring it back to time Th- travel hear me th- out this is what's fucked up about yeah. perception I bring it back to time travel, how you say time is a flat circle. It's a loop, right? But just because you know that there is no such thing really as past, present, and future, and time is all infinite and is a loop, it, it is existing in all times at all time. So there is no time, right? But just because you know that doesn't mean you can jump to the future and say, oh, I, I'd like to like experience what it's like to be 50 right now. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this age. Let me go back to when I was five. Actually, I have to go through we, the process. We can't self-propel that way. We have to just find out as it happens. And I think that's that's the fucked up thing about understanding perception is you can understand it and not control it. And we talk about this all the time because we still fight we still have those arguments and we're like, how the fuck 
did we end up in this moment? We're both smart enough. We're aware enough. We to wrote understand. a philosophy about perception. Yeah. We talk about this twice a week. How we, are we still falling victim to this? Finding ourselves in those moments, we're like, man, perception was a bitch. You said one thing, I heard another. We somehow got lost in the middle, and now we're both pissed. Emotions heightened, day ruined. Yeah, and and it's it's not. It's it's because until you're in that moment, until you are faced with that perception, you can't predict it. You can't pre-phrase your sentence or your actions in a certain way to not cause the misperception because well, it is a misperception you can't right or if if i knew saying that word was going to rub you off that wrong way i wouldn't have said it but as i was saying it i didn't recognize that i was saying it and that, it was going to piss yeah. you off you didn't know that that was the so w- so the words kind of had to <laughs> jesus to fuck you have to go through the reality the to human see the experience reality. is so fucked it's up linear. it's it's, it's <laughs> fucked up it's linear and it's fucked up it's <laughs> fucked up so again the correlation we're making to newton's first law and his third law of motion as it relates to perception is our perspectives our points of views are these stationary or stationary objects or objects in motion that can only shift when acted upon by an external force and sometimes like carol in the walking dead some of you motherfuckers need a force so great so great (laughs) the end of the world it's it's like a two by four to the face i'm glad we're doing this for halloween we're talking about (laughs) zombies and shit some some motherfuckers need a literal metaphorical two by four to the face to snap them the fuck out of their paradigm and you're probably thinking to yourself now, I know a lot of people like that in my family and <laughs> my friend circle. Who, but it might be you. But it might be you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the big thing here, too, is is to understand, and we talk about this a lot, the, the key to perception is not trying to master it in the sense of, of being able to predict it, but acknowledging it enough to see it when it happens like so i think that's one thing that you and i do do very well when we do have those arguments like look you had a perception i had a perception let's walk away for a minute it's like that it's like that quote when debt looks at a man and smiles all a man can do is smile back yeah when perception when perception being a bitch and he smiled I just look at the motherfucker, smile back, and I'm like, like, you son I get of a it, bitch. You're I, funny, you're I, funny. That was a good one. That was a good one. You almost had me there. You almost had me there. <laughs> or no, you did have me oh, there. You, did. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Like, when someone pulls a practical joke, when you get angry, you only get angry at yourself. Everyone else is laughing, so you might as well laugh with them. When perception gets you, you just kind of got to roll with it and then and then adapt. It's like parkour. Like, you can't fight the gravity. You got to roll with it, right? Um, and the opportunity cost is the life you give up when you're in this new point of view that you no longer would have had. So like in your case, what would your life have been if you had never been in that accident? What would my life have become if I had never been in that accident? And that's the funny thing. And we talk about this a lot, too, is there's always an opportunity cost. Always, always, always. And wh- whether you're the ball that's stationary, like the person in the smallest town who has had the same motherfucking beliefs their whole life and refuses to change, or whether you're the rolling stone who's traveled all over the world and has every viewpoint imaginable, has expanded their mind to the nth degree, has suffered every trauma imaginable, either person has an opportunity cost. They have something that they will miss out on or some shortcoming and blind spot 
because of the reality and the perception that they exist within. No one exists in a vacuum. We are all acted upon by some force. There is no such thing as free will. We are not choosing the lives we live. The life you're currently living is the life that some external force has forced you into. And the life you will live Birth in the future. Birth forces you into a certain yeah, perception. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the life you will live in the future is yet to be told because we don't know what traumatic force is yet to act upon you. <laughs> Here's hoping for uh, 2021. And now that zombie you know, apocalypse. Hey, and now Let's that, do this and, shit. And, and now that we uh, uh, this shit. And now that Americans have been banned from travel, you know, now we can't rely on travel to change our perspective anymore. It's about <sighs> to be a lot of trauma. It's about to be a lot of trauma. And 2020 was supposed to have changed some people's outlook on life. It hasn't. <laughs> that you know, you don't know everybody. That's your perception. I, I, I That's know, your perception. But a lot of people right now in 2020 remind me of Carol. I'm like, we need a worse 2021. So motherfuckers. <laughs> maybe, maybe the December will be the kicker. Because let's not bring this into hey, 20. If, if, if Only we, 2021 I want is like just in the shit. Bring me the zombie apocalypse no, or nothing else. If the wrong person win this election, we might all be Carol's going like, look, we had abusive husbands and you. 2020 was Carol's abusive husband. We thought that should have been the paradigm shift. This shit's done. <laughs> and then and then 2021 looking at us like, oh, I'm right around the corner. I'm the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. If you like what you heard and you're coming out of this conversation having your own traumatic uh, event, or maybe we've given you some time travel, maybe this podcast was time travel for you, uh, leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Are you trying to influence them with your external force? Let them go on the path that they're on. (laughs) Leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you get your podcast on. Um, or you can email Sarah and I at piabpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, let us know about whatever tra- trauma you've been through that's changed your perspective. Or let us know about that family member or friend you got who need a paradigm shift. You give us something juicy enough, we'll read it on our next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us something juicy. We'd love to share. And share this podcast with whoever you know needs to hear this shit. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time.